of this show. I don't know. It's early in the morning for me. Oh, it's afternoon for you. This is Seth Everett. Hello. Hello. This is the podcast that we record and you have your own time. This is not about the time differences. You no. have your own time. One it's time you said, can we you record can this now? It was nine o'clock at, on, at my time. The next time it was like midnight. The next <laughs> time now today he said, I said hello to you. I texted you and I just said hello, wanting to see what night this week. And you go, I can go in an hour. I changed everything. I rearranged everything. I <laughs> This is how much of a priority I am making this. Yeah, it's number one show in the world right now. Number one show somewhere. Somewhere in my well, house. How about this? How about this? It is tied for the top spot of the Peach and Black spinoff podcast. That's it. That's exactly right. I've listened to his recently. Our boy, uh, MC Rob S. Yeah. What's the one I just heard? I just, he did, I he just did heard one, one a couple days ago. Oh, I haven't heard that one yet. I haven't heard that one yet. Uh, I heard his James Brown one. That was very good. Mm. It's, it's a very good podcast. I like it. And I love that I'm, they're short. I love that they're short. They don't ramble. Yeah, he doesn't usually go over about 10 minutes or something. Yeah. That, that, Seven, that's, 10? I, so then I, it, my rule is if I have a really short commute, I set that podcast. He was reading into all the like the stats and the numbers of what's people's what attention people spans. And people lose interest after like eight minutes. So he's like, I'm going to do an eight minute podcast. Well, there's a thing in podcasts called um, amortization. Have you heard that? Yeah, amortization heard. Is, is how long people listen once they press play. And yeah. usually, you know, an advertiser just wants to know. If you, you know, if someone will press play on your podcast, that's why a lot of podcasts have a commercial before it even starts. But now they're uh, trying to yeah. find that people are getting smarter than that and they skip those. And yeah. so now there's something called a mid roll. The, the idea is a podcast that is worth doing has an amortization rate of 50% or greater, which means half of the listeners listen past the halfway mark. Uh. So, for example, on my Hall of Justice podcast, I have the Knight Rider theme. If yeah. I get a tweet from somebody and said, I love the Knight Rider part of your podcast, I know they heard the end. Uh, yeah. They got all the way. They got all the way because you don't hear it in the beginning. Okay. So we, are we ready to talk about the big news? What's the big news? Well, I guess the biggest news in Prince Land is... Oh, Prince Land. Oh, Prince there was, news. There was, there was uh, some release. Uh, I don't you, know. No, no, no. But with you, <laughs> big news could mean something with our embarrassing president. <laughs> uh, I don't I assume a... with you. I don't assume. I didn't, <laughs> look, I knew we were going to talk about Purple Rain, but I did not assume Purple Rain is the opener. You didn't assume we're not going to talk about Trump either. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's pretty safe. That's a pretty safe bet. I haven't yes. actually seen much news in the last week or so, so I'm I'm not even that up on what that idiot's done lately, so. Well, you know, all I know is <laughs> Russia listens to Captain Says. That's all I mean. That's all we need to know. So yeah, there was there was a release. Did you get it? Did you, ha did, you did you listen to it? I have not bought it, but I have heard it. Heard it. 
Okay, that's fair. Uh, it's 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 streaming. It's online. Right, right. If you are a fan of Prince, this is something you're going to want to have. There's enough there. That does not mean it is a fantastic release. It just means there is enough there that you want. If you are a Prince fan, if you know about the Peach and Black podcast, you want to own Purple Rain Deluxe. I haven't bought it, a, a physical release, but from what I've heard, I actually don't think I'm going to buy it. Really? Well, I, you're not going to put me on the in the <laughs> position to defend it, because I'd like to rip it, too. No, no. <laughs> but I think it's worth buying. I, I think it's worth having. There are things on there that you don't have. I know that. Like, I'm not going to say too much, because Peach and Black will review it officially right. pretty soon, but what I can say is I probably am not going to buy the physical release, because from what I've heard, even though they've had a long time to put it out and get it ready, there's a lot of sound quality issues with the actual album remaster by the the genius joshua welton um why'd you call him a genius (laughs) because he's a total amateur that's called um i don't know sarcasm something like that yeah yeah. Um, (laughs) they have that in australia and then then there's the sound quality of the outtakes, which I can sort of forgive because we're not sure on the sources, and it, that, for that disc, I give it a pass. It is what it is. But for the remaster, there there's no excuse for that. Well, answer some questions here. Number one, for disc one, what's the difference between disc one and the original album? It's one song, right? It's the beautiful ones is different. Is it? Is that it? I heard somewhere that one song I didn't even is a little that that was different. I didn't notice a thing. Now, granted, I had my kids in the car, and it was early in the morning, so I didn't listen to it you know, loud on giant speakers, but I heard it, and it didn't sound anything like the original album, which, that's not a complaint. You know, the original album is still a masterpiece, but it's the original album. It, there's nothing new. Now, I want to ask you a question, because you, you, know, you, have, you have ripped this song before. I like the attempt on 1999, The New Master, more than I like this. Because in 1999, The New Master, he tried something. He took a song that we knew. Now, you might not like it more than the original recording, and that's everyone's opinion. But he tried something. What did he try with Purple Rain Remastered? This sounds like he wanted the master recordings back, and he raised the volume two notches, gave a producer credit to Joshua Welton, and released the same album again. As Prince has said several times in interviews, over the years, you know, paraphrasing, I haven't always given the best tracks to Warner Brothers. And in this case, he hasn't given the best quality remaster to Warner Brothers. I mean, I don't know. Do you it's, understand, uh, though? Do you you understand my argument about 1999? Like, I love that he tried that. I had no issue about re-recording. And remember, he said at one point he was going to redo his whole catalog. Yep. Like that. And again, I hear from people all the time. I see it on social media. The original 1999 is better. That's fine. You're, that, that you're, everyone's entitled to their opinion. My whole point is, he didn't try anything. Like, I would love to hear a 2015 recording in a studio of any one of those songs. Yep. No, I get what you're saying with 99. And I wish, instead of this, in quotes, remaster, I wish we had, you know, the 1998 re-recording of this album, or whenever he did it. I would have preferred that to what we have now, which is just 
brick walled. Have you seen the like the pictures of the the dynamics of this of the remaster? What do you mean the dynamics? Absolutely horrible. You know about the loudness wars? Oh right, 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 right. That's pretty much all it is. I mean, like you said, he's just boosted the bass a bit and just blasted the volume. And right, it's a cleaner it's, version oh, of an old cleaner. album. It's not cleaner. No, no, the original. It's way worse. So you're saying you're saying that the even with the volume increase, you're saying the quality a, a digital play of the original album versus disc one of this album, the the original album is better quality. Way better. Wow. You like you said, you listen to this in the car with the kids. You sit down and listen to the the last minute or two of Let's Go Crazy. It is distorted as hell. It is just total shit. It's horrible. I'm probably never going to listen to that again. Yeah, uh, that's fair. It's garbage. Um, I know you're going to, you know, increasingly review uh, disc two. I'm curious to get your your thoughts on that. Can I ask a couple of questions though, rather than go track by track? I have a couple of mm. questions. Go. If you're going to have disc two, and you're going to have Our Destiny and Roadhouse Garden, what is the connection between those two songs that makes them one track? Apart from a bad edit that splices them together nothing at all i like roadhouse garden a lot i like our destiny but every time i want to hear a roadhouse garden i don't need to hear our, our destiny yeah well that's that's like um he did a few tracks like that like um god it's it's early in the morning my brain like <laughs> into the light and um something else i will uh, into the I light will, i but will but they were actually split they into were, separate right, tracks right they were separate tracks but it was but it was it. done as two tracks in one thing but then it was cut afterwards this seems to be the opposite it seems they were recorded as two totally separate tracks and then at some point it's like let's just chuck these two together and it, the edit between them is not great that doesn't make any sense uh, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense and it's elisa coleman singing when there's a Jill Jones version... Oh, oh let's I, talk about Jill oh, Jones. Oh, how mad is she, right? Jill mad. And it's like, <laughs> here's three tracks. Here's three Purple Rain recordings. Yeah. How good is that? Yeah, she was mad. I was just reading a few minutes ago. Someone said, I'm more impressed by these three tracks from Jill than the entire Purple Rain release. And I'm just like, I don't agree with that, but I, I get where he's coming from. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. Uh, I saw, saw that. There were two kinds of reactions to it. I thought there was a critical reaction to it, and then there was the person who was just gushing because it's something from Prince. And yeah. to those people on social media, and I'm not quantifying one specific person, I just would say no one's reading your tweets. Like They're not going to start releasing 10 <laughs> songs from the vault every year because you're gushing about Purple Rain. You know what I mean? It, it just it doesn't have any issue. Um, but I, but but also I get that mentality as well yeah, because they, if this if this doesn't sell well, if word really does spread that you know this remaster is awful between like not just Prince fans but like general public, and right. they don't buy it and this sells badly, I mean it's still going to sell well because it's Purple Rain and most young people they're just used to listening to stuff that's loud and distorted because that's that's what they do, so they right. might not even hear anything wrong with it. But if this doesn't sell as well as they thought, or way less than they expected, that might have some impact on what they're going to do in the future. So I get that thinking as well. I understand. All right, two other questions from this too. Again, we're not doing reviews because you're going to do the review and I just get to listen to it. We can fuck? Yes. Okay. <laughs> who, whose idea, who puts that on the record? Number one, if he's here, there's no way. No chance. There's no chance. 
it's a song that we all have heard. What are you selling? Like, wh- what is the selling point? Again, I don't hate it. I think it's a uh, it, it's a great song, but it was a great song. I think Andy Allo's version of this song is the best one of them all. But to put a song out that you can't even put the title, are you just trying to be edgy? Do you think that that's like dumb it down, <laughs> stupid no. marketing? Like well, pre- They're just trying to justify their little parental advisory sticker on the front. All right, that's fair. All right. <laughs> uh, that that with Erotic City, that's enough to get the sticker back on there. Okay, last one. On I, think, the- I don't think the Purple Rain album as it is you know, released today even deserves that sticker. Because right. it's so tame compared says, to what's happening these days. Right. He says masturbating. That's it. And then father song. And the only reason why I asked this question is because I use my phone to wake me up. You know, it's my alarm clock in the morning. Yeah. And for for months, I had Arboretum as my, oh, yeah. my, my wake-up song. Like That's my wake-up song. When I heard father song the first time, I said, ooh, that would be neat. Why don't we try that to wake up to? What does he say in the beginning? I haven't even noticed. There's like, he's like laughing or something. It's like saying something. He says something. But when your phone is right next to your head and that's the first thing you hear, <laughs> you hear something before the song. I don't know. Maybe maybe someone uh, who listens to your podcast. Would he's waking me. you up. It was just like, it, it, it's just like talking. Like, I, I was like, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Those are my disc two but- questions. Because I listened through a few, I've listened to probably half of this too, like sat there and fully focused on it. But yeah, half the tracks I still haven't, I've listened to them like in the car or just okay. in the house when I'm doing things. But Father Song is not one that I've sat down and fully Listen focused to, on right, When you review it, when you review it, find out what that thing is. What does it's he say? It's literally like, it might be three seconds before the first note. Uh. There's, some, there's something there and he says something and I don't, I don't know what it is. Okay, now... Disc three, it literally looks like they said, let's put as much on a disc that we can yep. find. Even and though some of it's pointless. <laughs> but pointless, it's, it's some Irrelevant. of it's insulting. If you're going to put the extended version of Let's Go Crazy, what are you doing with the seven-inch version? Well, what? again, I get the thinking behind it. The seven-inch edit is different. The intro's different. The outro's a little bit different. And... If their goal was to try to compile, you know, everything that was officially released from this album, then okay, that's the point of it. But to have them in order like that is really weird because I listened to this in the car and I listened to the seven inch of Let's Go Crazy and I'm like, oh, okay, I heard Let's Go Crazy. And then as soon as that's over, it starts again. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to hear it again right now. Maybe three songs later. Right. But to have them, yeah, one after the other was a bit strange. I They should have even, even if they just did it the other way around and had the extended version first. And then, because that's the one you want to listen to, that's the full version. Right. right. And then when it gets to the end and it starts again, and you're like, oh, this is just the seven inch, I can skip this. But don't do it the other way around. That's just, yeah, that's a strange choice, I think. It's, it's just an odd choice. And then if there is a 30 minute version of I Would Die For You that exists. <laughs> yes. Why yep. would you put out a... Who are you fooling that you're putting out a 10-minute version? Yeah. Well, the 10-minute was the officially released version. But yeah, there is yeah 29, 30-minute absolute full-length version, which was edited down to that 10-minute version. And then... So that, where is that on disc two? You know, well, I guess they didn't well, want to give saying, up 30 minutes but of if disc you're space. It's disc space, then why is Purple Rain 7-inch there? Yeah. Why is Baby I'm a Star 7-inch there? 
take me with you seven inch there there those aren't different tracks those are faded out tracks yeah oh but the, the fade out's different <laughs> oh, please it's almost Radio like it was, it was shammed together like they just threw things i well, i yeah, don't know that's the main well i don't know the main uh, reading prince.org that seems to be the main consensus like among the hardcore listen to every single second of everything he did that seems to be the main idea that so little care was put into this release you know apart from the the sound quality problems which again could have easily been fixed on most of the issues and just were not what no one even listened to this before it was even pressed it's just really strange yeah that's odd like you listen to the start of erotic city on disc three there's the seven inch and there's the 12 inch yeah. One of them just has this big dropout right at the start, which, again, it's a two-second fix. Literally, it could take me two seconds to just replace that, and it's done. Right on but Adobe no one Audition. Even, no one even did it. On Adobe Audition. Audacity, Audition, Audacity, whatever you want to use. Audacity, they gold wave. No, literally a two-second <laughs> fix, maybe another two seconds to save it. Depends how fast your computer is. But no, nothing. And, uh, and as, far as, as far as the DVD is concerned... I mean, it's, I have it on VHS, and it's the exact same broadcast. Yes. Again, it looks like a li- some work was done on the audio, but the video looks to me exactly the same. And it's not even, like, uh, blown up for, like, a big screen. It's, like, still in that box. Still 4.3. Yep. Yeah. Oh, listen to me, yeah. listen to Mr. Technical. Well, everything these days is, like, 16.9. Right. Like, widescreen. Right. And this is still in, like, letterbox. 4-3 format. I mean, I wouldn't... I don't think... Oh, was this recorded on videotape originally? It probably was. So there might not have been that much they could do with that, but still, to not even... No, no, but if, we're, if you're talking about a, a, a release, like, again, we're not saying the Purple Rain Tour was a failure. We're not saying that the concert's well, not great. Yeah, we're that's saying the that huge this difference. is a release of something we've seen. Yeah. When we know there's, there's like, a Houston show, there's, there's at least a couple of other shows officially recorded sitting there. And didn't they show those at the celebration thing? Didn't they show oh, other things from the Purple Rain tour? You want to know the thing that really annoyed me was a few weeks ago, I don't know if it was Warner Brothers or somebody, they put up like a 30-second clip from the August 83 First Avenue show, and the quality looked amazing. Huh. And the comment was something like, oh, too bad we didn't get this finished in time for the Purple Rain Deluxe release. I'm like, didn't what the hell? Time. What? What, it what? was you guys who set the release date, and you'd already pushed it back at least twice. Yeesh. If it was only a few weeks till that was ready, why not just push it back another two weeks? I would have happily waited to get that. But then I thought, no, that's marketing, you know, because yeah. it's going to be the 35th anniversary in two years. Then they'll just re-release it all again. Are they going to do another one? Well, hopefully the remaster is... I hope this one is just deleted from history, and <laughs> they can actually get Bernie back to do it properly. Won't they have the flying car by then? Well, I don't know. I hope so. I always thought by 2015 they would have the flying car. Well, watching the Jetsons in like 1987, right, I'm, sh- right. I'm sure there was going to be flying cars. It wasn't 1987. We, we it was 1967 with the Jetsons. Oh, but yeah, yeah. What am I right. thinking? Oh, well, I was watching it in 1987. That's what I meant. There's a great line that you would love. Do you ever watch the show Veep? No. Oh, Veep is, is one of the smartest... People well keep telling show. me to, oh, just like you're going to do, but I haven't got to it yet. Anyway, there's a great line where the former uh, uh, White House communications director, uh, this guy Mike, he goes to the Washington Post to meet with this guy from the Washington Post. And uh, he says, uh, I have an idea. 
I have an idea. I'd love to write a, a weekly column for the paper. And the director, you know, he's played by some actor, and he goes, I don't know if you've seen what's been going on with newspapers these days. He goes, no, I haven't. You know, I really just get the articles on my phone. I just read them there. <laughs> as, uh, as, a, as a member of the media, of the dying media industry. Yeah. I, 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 Who reads newspaper? <laughs> Who reads newspapers? Why would you read a newspaper? <laughs> I get it. Um, oh, that sounds almost as smart as... um. Jared Kushner, who bought some print newspaper in like 2006. Yeah, yeah. It's like when, yeah, when um print media was doing so well. Well, that's the that, that's the funny thing because the the they, 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 they Forbes released a richest person of each state, and yeah. I looked so I looked up New Jersey because I, I live in New Jersey, and uh, the richest guy in New Jersey, his fortune is from media companies, and oh. it listed all the newspapers that this guy owns. I I was like. Dude, sell now. Sell quick. Yeah. <laughs> They're all going to fall. Get out. Get out fast. Yeah. Podcasts have re- replaced the radio. And uh, it's a whole, th- there's a whole podcast about that. Actually, there's a media reporter that wrote a book that he's trying to promote his book. And uh, I'm trying to get him on my, my sports podcast. And I know what the conversation is going to turn into. Like, you're doing a yeah. podcast. Have you gone on a radio station to promote this book? You're going on a podcast. You know, I, I just I find that fascinating how how people do it. And you know, there are people that are into you know doing doing shows, and it really it, you know what it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder how Spreecast didn't make it. Everything, yeah. What people are doing, what Spreecast should have been. Well, that ended the way it ended, really. Well, as a company, it's... not as not 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 because of yeah. a person. You know what I mean? No offense to Prince fans, but you know the Prince show was like one, you know, one one percent of what Spreecast was. The thing with Spreecast is, <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> my what's personal, the deal with Spreecast? Listen, yeah, my personal not opinion, uh, preference is I would rather just listen to something than have to sit there and listen watch and it. watch. I think that's fair. I say because, that to people who do YouTube. Yeah. The, the, that yeah. dude, uh, what's his name? The Prince guy, uh, Casey Rain. Oh, he, yeah. does, he does a great show. I never see it. But if it was a yeah. podcast, I'd listen to it all the time. Mm. You know what I mean? I, yeah, listen, you can listen to a podcast on the train, in your car, train, anywhere. Walking, it's no problem. Exercising. Yep. I go, I, I, I have video, this, uh, You've actually got to sit there and look at it and take your time out of your day to just do that. I mean, you could always just listen to it and not watch it because usually there's not a lot of you know, visual element to it anyway. There can be, but most of the time there's not. It's just someone's face talking. You don't have to watch that. But yeah, I'd rather, not that I do listen to podcasts really, but if I did, I'd prefer just audio, not with a video component. I'll tell you, I'll I'll tell you, uh, I I had to convert something to make this a a conversation you'd understand. So they have this uh, this lake near my house and to walk around the lake, it's 2.7 kilometers. You like how I did that? <laughs> I was Googling. Kilometers, yeah. I was converting miles yeah. to kilometers just for this podcast. What's that, about 1.5 miles? Yeah, 1.7 miles. So it's yeah. 2.7 kilometers. I will base it on how I will listen to a podcast. Yeah, you got to give a shout out to our our, our man Dudley, uh, DJ Dudley D, and, uh, and, and the guy uh, Michael Holtz, because uh, they put together some really cool mixes that are like 45 minutes long. And yeah. that's twice around the that's twice around the lake. So like I can time it uh-huh. based on that's why a podcast like a forty minute podcast I know 
I will listen to, you know, especially if it's a guest I'm looking forward to. There's a great new movie out called The Big Sick. It's with that dude from Silicon Valley, Kamel. I can't pronounce his last name. Uh, but he's from India, and he meets this girl, and he tells, you know, they fall in love, and then he tells the girl that uh, that he's in an arranged marriage, and she gets furious, and then all of a sudden she gets sick and goes into a coma, and they think she's going to die. Oh. <laughs> she's in a coma <laughs> while she's mad at him. And, yeah. uh, and it's based on a true story. It's based on this guy's true story. So he and his real-life wife did an interview with uh, Mark Marin, and it is a phenomenal 45-minute podcast interview. And I can listen to that. I would listen to that over something on YouTube. I think yeah. people who do YouTube, I don't know. Like, first of all, do they have unlimited data charges? How does that work? <laughs> yeah. I would never watch something on YouTube. It's of great, um, of great length. It's still where, where not where I am, but where you are. It's still June. Yes. Huh. Yes. We're getting ready for our Independence Day. Well, it's coming. It's coming. Yep. But first, you go Canada Day. That's right. That's right. That's when all the baseball uniforms get all discombobulated. <laughs> baseball has this new uh, rule that they, they try to designate a color and that, and that signifies the color with whatever holiday. So for like Mother's Day, they do pink and all the money raised is for breast cancer research. And uh, oh, for, yeah. for, for Father's Day, they do this ugly ass powder blue and uh, they make all the uniforms look the same. It's, it's so stupid. Because uniforms, to me, are like, they're like comic books. Like, they're like, yeah. they're, they're classic uniforms. And if you start messing with the colors, you look like a, some, you know, men's league softball team or something like that. It, it's so ridiculous. But they do it for every cockamamie holiday. And um, uh, You've got to give the sewing people something to do. The, tail, the tailors. <laughs> the tailors. And, the tailors. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we have to do. You've got to keep them in work. Yes. So that's a that's a strange one. I don't know. I, Purple Rain Deluxe is it's a good album because the work that was originally there is it's a great time and it's it's what made so many people a Prince fan. Oh yeah, but like the release in, so, in, in like, North America that was the album that just the album catapulted him to stardom. Sure, ninety nine told... was like a, a step, but Purple Rain and like with the movie and the soundtrack, you know, that was just insane no and i've told this story many times about how there was a rumor i was in 1984 i was 10 years old and uh there was a rumor at the lunchroom at the table that me and my friends were sitting in there were some older kids <laughs> in, the, in the lunchroom and we all looked up to them and they were talking about this new movie that had come out called purple rain and that there was a naked lady in it oh there's boobs there's boobs and and <laughs> me and my friend, we were bold. We were like, we have to see this. We'd never seen a naked girl before. We were eight, nine years old. Yeah. Uh, and so we convinced our moms to take us to the movie theater to drop us off. And we got movie tickets to see Howard the Duck. <laughs> and we, 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 we looked at the newspaper. like you know, We looked at the newspaper at the Times. And we realized that Howard the Duck started like 20 minutes before Purple Rain. And we didn't have whoever's mom pick us up until Purple Rain was over. And we snuck out of Howard the Duck and we snuck into Purple Rain. And I saw Purple Rain on the big screen, you know, kind of like illegally. And yeah. I fell in love with the music. So a couple of days later, I had saved up money from my allowance and I bought the cassette to Purple yeah. Rain. But we didn't have a cassette player in my house. The only place we had a cassette player was my mom's car. 
And so I, I tell this story all the time. This is why I became a Prince fan. So I would offer to go on errands with her so I could listen to the cassette. And you know, and, you know and these, then it gets to Darling Nikki. And then it got to Darling <laughs> Nikki. I have never seen hands leave a steering wheel toward an eject button ever so fast in my life. <laughs> and I had that tape taken away. Oh no. And the next day I remember, because that was a whole to do. It was a whole conversation that I should not be listening to. Where did you to. get this from? Who Where bought this you, for you? Right. Where'd you get this from? <laughs> and the next day my father came home with thriller. And he was oh. like, this is wholesome. Yeah, I, here's a nice boy. Right, right. I've been watching him since he was five years old. That's right. And I remember getting Around the World in a Day, but hiding it. And then I never I never got Parade or Sign of the Times or Love Sexy. I never did because I was forbidden from Prince. Forbidden. And then the only time I got into Prince again was Batman. And then what I did was, remember those, they were called Columbia House in America, but they were those um, companies oh, that you could get 12, cents. Yeah, yeah. 12, 12 CDs for a dollar or whatever. Yeah. And um, I did it and I got his whole back catalog. So in 1989, I got For You and Prince and Dirty Mind and Controversy in 1999. Like that's how gotcha. I got all of them. But Around the World in a Day I owned and Purple Rain I owned, but Purple Rain was taken away. I didn't listen to it for months. <laughs> My, uh, that's my Prince story. That's but see, that's, that's, the, that, that's the significance of that album. That whole thing has worked throughout history. You know, you put something sort of controversial on an album. Oh, yeah. All the old people say, "Oh no, the kids can't listen to this. This is horrible. Yep. It's forbidden." And yep. that just makes everybody want to hear want it, it even more. That's what made me want it so more. It, it's a Absolutely. genius move to do that. And, he, yep. you know, it's, it's not like Prince invented that. That was happening in the 50s. Sure. Or even earlier. Who knows? What's this rock and roll music? That's the devil's music. You can't listen to that. Yep. Here's some nice Bing Crosby. <laughs> you're, abs- you're, 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 completely, you're completely right. And it is, it is something that I've often said what made me like Prince in the beginning was not being allowed to listen to him. Yeah, it's like I thought it was it was some kind of special thing that only only, you know, I could get access to. And, you know, oh, Purple Rain, the remaster. I don't know. Yeah, it's out. It's out. So that's it. Right. There's nothing else to look forward to. There's no there's nothing else being planned. Not that we've heard this. This was the one and only release on on the bill. That was it. No, one. I don't think anyone has mentioned anything else at all. No more deliverances? Any any other deliverances coming? Here's something for you. Compare the sound quality of yeah. the Deliverance EP yeah, that's fair. to disc one of this Purple Rain Deluxe. That's, that's very fair. Uh, very fair. If they, look, if they can't get Bernie Grunman back to remaster Purple Rain, get Ian Boxall. At yeah, least right? he knows what he's doing. <laughs> when you take the handcuffs off him, you can let him yeah. engineer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's happened to him? I haven't heard actually what happened. Know. I never heard anything about that story. I haven't he's heard just, much. He's been disappeared. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's weird that, you know, if you're going to, to talk to people about, like, they clearly interviewed every member of the revolution for the for the little booklet that came with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm but just But apparently saying, not Jill. <laughs> oh, not, not Jill Jones. That's, that was that was pretty amazing. She she uh she took to social media, man. She was she was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> well, if you were on a track and you're not credited, well, but here's uh, the question: I don't enough. know. The, I don't know the answer to this, and I'm not asking. So, 
this is not a conversation I'm having with anybody of, of that significance, but didn't all of their, didn't the revolution's big fight and Dr. Fink's band and all these other things, didn't that whole dinner fight thing happen because of royalties from Purple Rain? Oh, that, I think so. That was the fight, right? Where they all, this was right before Bobby had the heart attack and Prince had them all over for dinner and then and he's like, he gave them all checks. Here's and your said, checks, now forget it. it. Forget <laughs> it. And the band was like, you're out of your mind. You're still selling this. Like there's this iTunes is coming out and you know now it's going to be all a different format. It's just like when CDs came out, there's a new format. Like supposedly that was the legend. I just, do they make money off of this? They have to. You would think, right? Unless with his, you know, renegotiation with Warners a couple of years back, something was changed in the structure of the royalties, they should still be getting everything and, but if that, that was they the should case, be getting. But if that was the case, why did they have anything to do with this project if they're not getting paid? Yeah. The thing I don't understand the way is the way that Prince, you know, approached that whole thing. Like back then, 82, 83, 84... Like, from 1999, Revolution was written in little writing on the album Purple Rain. It was Prince and the Revolution, which means that is not just a Prince album. That's a band album. It's stated clearly, this is a band album. Other people are responsible for things on this album. Yep. Royalties apply. Yep. Same with uh, Around the World in a Day. Same with Parade. Yep. And technically, Diamonds and Pearls and, and the Symbol album. For New Power Generation, yeah. Right. But then... You get to the point in, you know, 2000s, later in the 2000s, 2010 plus, these issues are coming up. Well, even in the 90s with royalty issues with the MPG and Tony M and Levi, there were lawsuits about royalties. The the reason I think he gave, he put royalties in the first place was, you know, obviously I'm Prince, I'll be fine, I'll be making money. But these guys, who knows, who knows what'll happen to them later on? Give them a few tracks with credits and they'll be, you know, they'll be getting money for forever. You know, it's a little thing for him to do, but it could be a huge thing for that person who might, you know, just say that person might never work again. But they've still got some sort of income from these couple of tracks that he gave them credit on, right. which is great. That's a great thing for him to do. But then later on, it seems he was he did a total 180, and he's like, why am I giving money to these people? I don't understand where that, you know, from the guy who wanted to give out credits to people for what they did, and in some cases even what they didn't do. He might have just given a credit just for the, the gift of, look, you might never do anything again. He's not going to say this, but you might never do, you might never work again. Here's a co-writing credit on this track, on this, you know, this album, so you at least you'll be getting some money. And then at some point, either he forgot why he gave them that credit or he forgot if they had anything to do with it or not. I don't remember. I don't know the reason. But then it was like he was getting stingy handing out these royalty checks. And they they had to come and ask him and they had to do lawsuits to get what they should be getting, which is, yeah, at some point he just decided, or maybe he just forgot. Who knows? We don't, we'll never know. It's a mystery. That's my rant. No, I, I, I get it. And their likenesses are all over. I know you don't have the booklet and all that stuff, but it, it, they're all in it. I mean, they're clearly in it. And, you know, what I would, would say is I just it just doesn't seem like there's any of their input. You know, I, I don't know. I can't imagine of the treasure trove of songs that they had. They chose We Can Fuck. I, I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I love the song. I just that just doesn't sound that doesn't sound like anything the Prince camp would want. I, I, I'm not sure what they're going for. I don't know. 
That's like putting on uh, sexy MF on Prince Forever. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. The strange thing with that is it's so similar to the graffiti bridge version. Just that version had extra things added, but it sounds like the basic track is very similar, if not the same. You know, it's edited down on graffiti bridge. It's not ten minutes. No, it's a but, it's a very similar song. There are some lines that are exactly the same. Mm. But it, it, and it's interesting that that song was from this era, and then it just sat there for you know six years, it's five years, until he thought, okay, I'll I'll use this now. And but I then think, hey, actually, yeah. here's here's the thinking: Graffiti Bridge was meant to be the sequel to Purple Rain. Absolutely. So that maybe that's why he pulled yeah. that track back. Maybe. Oh, interesting. There's a theory that's going in the podcast. It's it's continuity. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. continuity. No, the, the the idea that I mean they did it, and then like I said, I I think about when Andy Allo did that version of we that can song. love, we can love. We, that's, we. A, that's a great song. That's a great song, and his guitar on that is great. That's a great song. That whole little <laughs> guitar acoustic album is just a nice listen. Great album. That's yeah, a really good album. I don't listen to it a lot, but when it comes up, I'm like, oh yeah, this is nice. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a great it's a great album, and it's um it's something it's something that it wasn't meant to be like an album that's very overly talked about. But there's a lot of covers on there, you know, Fast Cars on there, and um, uh, Waiting in Vain and Wild World is great in that album. And then she does a I Love You in Me. Oh yeah, that's that. Andy Ella's coming here like in a few days literally she's in a movie she's playing my family's very excited about pitch perfect three. Oh, she's in that is she she plays like the the villain like the the rival she can't play a villain she's too she, nice look at her little play, face she plays uh she plays the uh like the morris day of, of pitch perfect three <laughs> it's true oh, you, it's make, true. you make me want to watch it now <laughs> go, go google the um when you're done with this go look up on youtube go look up the pitch perfect three trailer you'll see her character it's the same thing all you oh, need is good. Jerome Benton right next to her, and it, it fits. With the mirror. <laughs> yeah, the thing with the Purple Rain Deluxe Edition and Peach and Black reviewing it is trying to... We haven't figured out yet, you know, it's, we're still preparing, but we've got to figure out how we're going to separate the actual review of the music and the songs on disc two, and then on a totally different aspect of it is the sound quality and those issues, because they're going to be two totally different viewpoints really yeah there are some songs on disc too which you know will absolutely love but yep. the sound quality might not be great so right but you look we're gonna have to it. figure right. out how to separate those two issues because if we get on there and just go oh this song's great but it doesn't sound great everyone's gonna be like why don't you like the song it's like that's not what i'm saying no, no, no. i just said right. i love the song but there are issues with the sound quality and people some people have problems in their brain like listening to things they just hear what they want to hear. I don't know how their brains work, but they just don't listen. Yeah, so I mean, we're going to have to be very clear about separating. This is what I think about the content, the actual songwriting and the music. But then on a totally different thing, there's this is how it sounds. Sound quality wise, there might be hiss, there might be a dropout. That has nothing to do with the actual song itself. Would that's you do- mastering, that's issues with Warner Brothers. Like put We're out talking the about, one first. Yeah, that how to just how to separate it. Like we might just oh, yeah. talk about the remaster itself because we've already reviewed the album, the tracks, the songs themselves. We've done that. So the review of disc one is just going to be purely about the sound quality of it and what's happened to it. And then disc three, the edits and the extended versions. I think we've reviewed you know most of those B sides and extended versions already. 
So again, that's just going to be mostly about the sound quality of that disc. But then you've got disc two, which we're going to be actually reviewing all those songs by themselves, track by track, as we do. But then again, even with that, there's going to have to be... Uh, I don't want to dwell on the sound quality of disc two, though, because no, that's, that's for, for all we that, know, Warner Brothers didn't even have access to the vault. These might have just been sourced from cassette tapes they've just found in the basement. Who knows? Right. They, no one's talking about them. where they came from. No, but but I think that they're part of the release, I think, is do a series of interviews, maybe a podcast, or do something on YouTube, or do something where someone from Warner Brothers talks about the process in which these were all decided on. I think that people would embrace Electric Intercourse and Possessed and uh, Katrina's Paper Dolls and We Can Fuck. You would embrace those if you knew where they came from. But to have yeah. this mystery, part, you know, cloud of smoke, like, voila, here comes the release. I, I don't know. They probably I, think in their in in their brain, they're probably thinking, well, we're just continuing the Prince, you know, mystique by doing it this way. Yeah. But no, I think it would be a lot better if, apart from having all the liner notes in the booklet from the Revolution and everybody, that they actually had a short section with like, you know, this was sourced from the actual master tapes, it was remixed, blah, blah, blah. This one, the only existing version we found in the entire vault, which should have been catalogued by now, was a final mix on a cassette tape. So that's what we're presenting you here. Nothing else could be done with it. Right. To have those details, you know, that's you're, then you're going to forgive certain things. Like, okay, that's why that doesn't sound so great. That's the only copy in existence. Then fair enough. Right. But I you can't put right. out an album in 2017 in all this sort of varying quality and just go, here you go, it's a 2017 release. And then you're like, but that song sounds bad. That song's got hiss. That's got to drop out why. And then you've got all these questions because no one's explained any reasons for any of these things. Agreed. With an album like, like depending how this sells, obviously, now there's going to be a 35th anniversary release. Which you don't think any of the other, but you don't think any of the other albums get this kind of treatment? Like, would they redo Sign of the Times? Well, now's the time. Now's the time. Right now, that should be being released right now. That's 2017. This is 30 years, and you know, for all we know, there's no even thought about it. What about 1999? Well, I think you're right with Sign of the Times. If after Purple Rain, which well, I suppose Purple Rain was the most popular album. But Sign of the Times was the most critically acclaimed album by far. That would you'd think that would be the next to get this sort of deluxe edition, but there's no news of it that we know. Right. Unless I, they're I... waiting for the thirty-fifth. Who knows? But look, look, this is this is it. If Joshua Welton is gonna be remastering these future editions, then I don't want any more. <laughs> Just keep releasing outtake discs. That's all I need. I don't need Sign of the Times blasted to the wall. I can turn up the volume myself. Thank you very much. Oh, man, that's funny. That's... That's, I don't need that. That's funny. Most people don't need that. <laughs> Look, that. nobody needs that. <laughs> well, But that the is... thing that's coming out now is that he remastered it and Prince just signed off and said, okay. No one actually said that Prince listened to it. Correct. Josh might have just come to him and go, okay, all done. And Prince is like, yeah, tick a box, done. So he send it away. Maybe. He might have even listened to it. Because if he'd listened to it, if he'd listened to the, the guitar solo at the end of Let's Go Crazy and all that distortion, he might have had, you know, something to say. You know, unless he was like going deaf or something, I don't know. But yeah, I, I don't know how anyone could have heard that. 
But see, that's the biggest problem with this whole release is like quality control. Prince isn't here to do that now. You know, and there were various issues over all his catalog. There were little things here and there which weren't perfect, but you just accepted that because he put it out like that. And he's like, okay, that's how it is. But from this point on, anything that's released is just up to anyone. Whoever decides that that's what's, what it's going to be, that's what we're going to get. And we have no say in it. So Purple Rain can be ruined as it like this and no. just distorted and horrible, which again, I'll, I'll, like, I'll listen through it again a few times because we've got to review it. But I don't think I'm going to have many good things to say about it because all the dynamics have gone. They've just squashed it all. It's horrible. Anyway, what right. do you do? Okay. Well, that's my big rant. That's Just my pre-official Purple Rain Deluxe. This is edition. like your show prep. This is your. This is yeah, your... I'm. I'm just going through things in my brain. Like, yeah, I'll say this and I'll do that. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't want that to be too negative because this really is the first official release. I mean, you forget forever. That's just a hits cash grab with one track, which they sourced from a bloody bootleg anyway. Which could have been where most of this disc two came from. But this is the first official release, really, in my eyes. Uh, yeah. So I, mean, I don't want to get on there and just slam it and say it's horrible. I'm sure I'll find something, some good things, hopefully. We'll see. You think, you think there is any future Prince-related release that doesn't include at least one song from Purple Rain? Good good point. <laughs> any hits any hits release will always have a right. few. But, yeah, if I wish they would look. Look, Bernie's not getting any younger. I wish they would get him... Just get him now to just remaster all the albums now while he's still here and he's still able. He hasn't gone deaf. Just while he's still got his ears working as they do, just get him to do it all now. That's what I would hope to happen. Not just get someone in who's a total amateur and plays around with bloody some loops, iTunes on his laptop. That's not that's not the person who should have been chosen to remaster the biggest album of this guy's career. Seriously, that's... Well, that's just a joke to me. But you know, if you have that, but, that's, theory, but again, that's that's what it is. That's how it. That's how it happened. But if you have that theory that uh, there was a will and it was stolen because you know the family wasn't in the original will and so they stole it and now they're claiming to have no will and no plan for a guy that had a vault, there had to be a plan. This isn't it. Well, my argument with that this will doesn't. The theory was feel. always that even if there was a will in Paisley Park, in a drawer, in a, in the vault somewhere, to be valid, it had to be registered with lawyers, which means they right. have no copies right. as well. No That's right. always been my issue with that theory. I mean, he could have written a will and never registered it, but if it was found, and someone I'm, not, sure, oh, we're I'm not, not sure how valid it is, but I think it would be. I don't know. And someone found it and then said, ooh, we're not in this. In the shredder. Yep. With the Ninja Turtles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Do you see Wonder Woman yet? No, I've, I'm going to go in the next day or two. That's great. Maybe That's today, great. maybe tomorrow. My favorite part of Wonder Woman, I'm not giving anything about the plot away. Uh, my favorite part of Wonder Woman is this, this, this woman who plays her, the unbelievably attractive Gal, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. She is Israeli, and yeah. she is a former member of the Israeli army. And... Which is why, like, Iran have banned this movie. Oh, yeah. They don't um, like the Israeli people no, for some reason. they do not. Well, anyway, she, uh, her one flaw is that she cannot do an accent. She ah. can't do an American accent. She can't do a British accent. She couldn't do an Australian accent. So she what can't is do an her accent. actual accent in the movie? Her accent is, is her a, accent. Is it an attempted American? No. Or it's just it's, her it's natural voice? Her natural voice, which is Israeli. Ah. So she sounds like she's Israeli. Now, 
in order to make that continuity stick, all of the Amazons have Israeli accents. Uh. Including some well-known actresses, like the person who but, plays the mom. So and, everyone and, else, because she couldn't do an accent, everyone else had to. Had to do an accent. <laughs> now, That's as a funny. Jewish person growing up, every one of those Amazons sounds like my Hebrew school teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to say that is probably the sexiest accent in the world. Like, it is so cool. And it's so cool to hear all the Amazons speak. Like I love it, and there's this there's this Jewish uh, in the Jewish there's this Hebrew phrase that my teachers used to always teach us because the classes were always kids and we were always loud and yeah. so so the the phrase is sheket bavakasha and what that means is hey everyone shut up <laughs> right so we we would hear that all the time and you know we'd get rowdy when we would be giggling and and, 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 and she says it, it in the movie thing. no but that's all I wanted her to say <laughs> like I you wanted her waiting. to say. The whole movie, you're just wanted, waiting, like, tell everyone to shut up. <laughs> I just want her to stand on a mountaintop and just go, Shuck it, Bavakasha. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that too now. Yeah, no, it's very Maybe it's she'll very do funny. it. Very funny. <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's, a great, it's a good movie, but, it's, uh, but that's the, to me, that's the funniest part. Anyway, good talking to you, brother. That's a show. That's We're a done. Sh- We're done. It's another podcast for the people. We hope you enjoyed listening. And if you didn't, your amortization will show that you only listened for 20 Everyone minutes. dropped off after nine minutes. Right. And they went to listen to a Rob S. podcast because they're only seven and a half. <laughs> My attention span's only seven and a half minutes, so that's the perfect <laughs> length for me. None of this one-hour stuff. What's that? Who can, who's got that much time? You should end that show right now. <laughs> <laughs> and a big thank you to Seth Everett. Thank you very much. And that's the end. Here is some theme music. Do, 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 do. Oh, no, that's a wrong show. <laughs> <laughs>